even Christian sources sometimes. Like when I was doing a, like doing a lot of videos, when I was doing like a video every day, mm-hmm. I'd be reading these sources, and the Christian sources would be misleading sometimes. Mm. You know what I mean? And that was very disappointing to me because I'm like, if anybody should have integrity when it comes to these issues, it should be Christians. Amanda, explain why, as a Christian, of faith, Christian you feel a need to warn yeah. your fellow Americans about Christian nationalism. Well, thanks, John, for having me on. I feel like this is so curated. Like she's like in a church pew. Fan. <laughs> I'm yeah. a patriot. I love America. Yeah. I love capitalism. I love our system. I think it's the best in the world. I think it's the best option that we have right now. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a patriot, but Christian nationalism. When you want, you want to tackle that one. Yeah. We'll fix everything today. Bruce Lawn. Christian nationalism is not Christianity. That is the claim of this video. Yeah. And I'm curious your thoughts on this because generally I agree, especially with the tenets that they lay out here. But I think a lot of folks may not agree and may uh, dismiss us as woke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. We are Americans and Americans kneel to God and God alone. Hey, all I'm John Avalon, and this is Reality Check on the Extremist Beat. We've got to talk about Christian nationalism because it's gone from a fringe belief system advocated by a few folks on the far right to an increasingly prominent article of political faith inside the Republican Party. In recent months, it's been celebrated by some of the Trumpiest members of Congress. We need to be the party of nationalism. And I- hey, just, just, to be, just to be fair, this is CNN, so there's yeah. going to be an angle to it. Right, right, you know, okay. just know yeah. that. Yeah. So. I'm a Christian and I say it proudly. We should be Christian nationalists. The church is supposed to direct the government. The government is not supposed to direct the church. That is not how our founding fathers intended it. And I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk. And that's not all. Christian nationalism also reared its head. What do you think? What do you think? No, it's not right. Not right. No, church is not supposed to direct the government. I mean, no, but again, like I'm thinking about like Romans, I believe ten, I think, or is it nine or ten? Um, but but on top of that, though, like I'd say this though, I would say that when we're because we're in somewhat of a democracy, and mm-hmm. you know, just to keep it kind of simplified. Republic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah but to simplify, I say okay, so. We do vote based off of our convictions, our personal convictions. So, Absolutely. So, th- I mean, that to me, that's fair. So, it's like if you have more people that agree with your belief, that's that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I'd say in that sense, but um, I don't think that like the Christian's goal is to create a theocracy or something mm-hmm. like that. That's mm-hmm. that that I don't think is is at all what what um, we're supposed to be doing, and I don't think that's what America is. Okay. In the January sixth attack on Congress. Thank you, divine, on this ask yourself, just how different is this really from mainstream Christianity? And how much of a departure is it from politics as usual in a democratic republic? The answer is a lot. So let's clarify our terms here, right? A recent study by the Baptist Joint Committee for Religious Liberty listed five core narrative beliefs of Christian nationalists. One, America is... So so here's how they lay out Christian nationalism. Yeah, that's what I was curious, how they define yeah, it. Yeah, this is, this is how the Baptist Joint Committee for Religious Liberties laid it out. So this is a Christian organization laying out what they believe is Christian nationalism. Okay. okay. Divinely appointed nation by God that is Christian. Two. So America is a Christian nation, divinely appointed by God that is Christian. Why? Why? Yeah, I don't understand how you even get to that. That's extra biblical, right? I mean, America's not in the Bible. So, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. I think you could say America has Christian influence. Yeah. There's yeah. some Christian influence to 
our constitution, yeah. right? All men are created. Is that a constitution declaration of independence? All men are created equal. Yeah. That's in the, I think the declaration of independence, right? Yeah. So uh, I think there is that, but to say we're a Christian nation when all those documents are void of any overtly Christian yeah. language, yeah. you know? What does it even mean to be a Christian nation? Like, right. Say of a dominant amount of people who believe in Christianity, because if that's the case, I don't, I don't know if we're a dominant Christian nation. Like most people, if you look at all the statistics and stuff and what people believe that identifies Christian, yeah. most of them have no idea even the foundations of Christianity, and mm -hmm. like they believe in like subjective morality. They don't believe Jesus rose from the dead. They believe the Holy Spirit is an it. You know what I mean? Mm. So, so that's the case. We we're not a Christian nation yeah. at this point. Yeah, depending on how you define it. So I'm ethnically Armenian, and we identify as the first Christian nation and the vast majority of the public identifies as Christian, the vast majority of the public goes to church, a lot of these places, Armenia, Romania, those places. Um, but if, if, you, if you pull the random Armenian from the street in Yerevan and you were hanging out and you were like, hey, are you a Christian? They'd be like, yes, yeah, right? Yeah. But then you're like, what is the gospel? Right, right. Yeah. You know, and they'd be like, ah, well, you know, and yeah. I think that's, that's that tension there, right? And mm -hmm. I feel like Armenia is substantially more Christian yeah. Than America, right, right, respectfully yeah. to my Americans, like we had one of the apostles plant churches in Armenia, yeah, Bartholomew yeah. and with two of them and, and yeah. Jude, right? Like they right. were martyred there. Yeah. Armenia didn't have a written language until we we uh, they wanted to translate the Bible to a language, and so we got a written language because of that. So like we're way more of a Christian nation yeah. than America, but no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So America's founders were in fact establishing a nation based on Christian principles with white men as the leaders. With white men as the leaders? Yeah, that's funny. That's wild. So, but, but I mean, what? and is this a legit statement? Are you sure it's not CNN, just being CNN? It says Baptist yeah. Joint Committee for Religious Liberty. Let me yeah. Google the organization yeah, while yeah, you yeah. share your thoughts. Because I'm skeptical. And... Um, I, because it's interesting to me to throw in the that race card like that, because a lot of times like the left wants to paint the right as just these white Christian nationalists, you know what I mean? And they're all just these old white men and that's the only people they care about. That's like the perspective a lot of the white, uh, I mean, of the left um, when it comes to the right a lot. So that's why I'm skeptical about yeah. that. That's, But I mean, I'm not saying it's not true, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I like to verify my sources with something like that. Okay, so here is the Baptist Joint Committee for Religious Liberty. Uh, founded in 1936, Baptist Joint Committee for Religious Liberty is a national faith-based organization which focuses on upholding the historic Baptist principle of religious liberty. Hmm. Interesting, the Baptist principle of religious liberty hmm. with a staff of attorneys, scholars, ministers, mobilizers, the Washington DC based nonprofit has a long history of advocating in the US Supreme Court and working with Congress on issues relating to religious freedom and church state separation. So they have a they have an angle. Yeah. They yeah. have an angle for church state separation. That's yeah. fair. The BG C analyzes new legal cases and legislation within a larger framework of how to best protect the First Amendment right to release freedom for all. In some of its recent Supreme Court cases, yada yada yada. So, you know, they definitely have an angle, um, yeah. and this is how they're defining Christian nationalism. Now, if you find someone that is a conservative MAGA Christian nationalist and they're black or they're Hispanic, and there's a lot of those folks, yeah. would they adhere to this point, yeah. or is this a bit of a straw man? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's that's that, that's interesting to me. I mean, I'd like to read 
where they actually say that. Because why? I mean, I don't understand why you even throw in white man unless this was written by racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Now, to be fair, there are uh, black white supremacists. Yeah, I interviewed yeah. one of them, or, or they called into one of my stream, and there are folks that be, like l- that are black that or claim to be black. He wasn't on camera yeah. that legitimately believe that um, black people, from an IQ standpoint, are are a full quadra, a full standard deviation lower than white yeah. people on IQ, and yeah. that to me is white supremacy. Yeah, that, yeah, There's racist. no way around that. <laughs> like you believe, you know, and then yeah. he tried to make a whole argument for it. And then I literally just debunked the claim and, and actually looked at what the IQ tests are. So yeah. anyway, let's keep watching. Three yeah. others would be Native Americans, enslaved Africans and immigrants would accept and cede to this narrative of America as a Christian nation and accept their leadership. Four, America has a special place, not only in world history, but in biblical scripture, especially concerning the return of Christ. Five, there is no separation between church and state. I think that is probably yeah. the that that part is probably true. Yeah. And then they're just yeah, triggered yeah. about everything else. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Because like, that doesn't sauce. even sound. That doesn't even. I mean, if that's serious, it's just so goofy. Like, yeah. Now, in case that sounds like an exaggeration for effect, I want you to watch this clip of an arena full of evangelicals in Atlanta reciting the so-called Watchman Decree. Whereas we, the church, are God's governing body on the earth. Whereas we have been given legal power from heaven and now exercise our authority. Whereas we are God's ambassadors and spokespeople over the earth. Whereas through the power of God, we are the world influencers. Whereas because of our covenant with God, we are equipped and delegated by him to destroy every attempted advance of the enemy. Yes. Christian nationalism. So that, that to me yeah. just sounds like preterist post-millennialism. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's probably out of context. Like right. the, the way that they're using it, my suspicion is that that's out of context too. Okay. And I'm not even sure. I'd even be skeptical to hear if they, they chopped up that order and stuff to make it sound like oh. if you're saying, let's take over the world or something like that. But Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's let's see if there's, a, if there's a magic bullet here. It's crying out for a reality check, in part because of its crushing certainty. Look, God knows good people can disagree about religion. But as Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan said, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but not their own facts. And there is precious little evidence that the founders intended to establish an explicitly Christian nation. For example, the Constitution does not mention God, the Bible, or the Ten Commandments. Now, yes, most founders were Christian, and many hoped that religious faith writ large would help maintain an honest, civil, self-governing society. Hmm. But George Washington notably declined to take communion as president. Thomas Jefferson and James Madison were famously committed to religious liberty and the separation of church and state. I didn't know George Washington refused to take communion as president. No, I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's really interesting. interesting. And yeah. even the 1797 Treaty of Tripoli, ratified by a Senate full of founders, declared, the government of the United States of America is not in any sense founded on the Christian religion. Hold on, I got to pull that back. What document did he say? Ratified by a Senate Jefferson and James Madison were famously committed to religious liberty and the separation of church and state. And even the 1797 Treaty of Tripoli ratified 1797 Treaty of Tripoli. I haven't heard of it. Why is that significant? I think I think they're citing. Yeah, actually, you keep playing. I think he I Senate say full it. of founders declared the government. OK, it's full yeah, of founders. Yeah, yeah, OK, yeah. OK. And it's, yeah. it looks like it was written by John Adams. Yeah. To religious liberty and the separation of church and state. And even the 1797 Treaty of Tripoli ratified by a Senate full of founders declared the government of the United States of America is not in any sense founded on the Christian religion. 
the United States has seen several waves of religious revival. My understanding though was like a lot of founding fathers were actually more deistic rather than yes. Christian, right? Yeah, from yes. from what I understood. Yeah. Okay, hold on. What's the difference between deistic and theistic? Deistic okay, yeah. is a God is distant, he's checked out. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, 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 exactly. Like there's a God, a personal there's a creator. God. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. theistic is God is present and, and active. That's right, yeah. Okay, okay. That have helped shape our culture in profound ways. But we have also seen waves of immigration that increase the diversity of religious traditions practiced here in America. And evangelical Christianity is a relatively new phenomenon that essentially stayed out of politics as an organized force until the 1970s and 1980s. All of which is to say that just as Americans can be deeply patriotic, but not narrowly nationalist, Americans can also be deeply religious without blurring their faith with partisan politics. Now, George okay, what do, you, what do you think about that statement? We can be deeply patriotic without being nationalist, which I... I don't really know the difference. I'm <laughs> yeah. a patriot. I love America. Yeah. I love capitalism. I love our system. I think it's the best in the world. I think it's the best option that we have right now. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a patriot, yeah. but I'm also sober that there are things that we need to do better in, yeah. and, and I believe we'll do better. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, and this word comes down to defining terms a lot. You know what I mean? Because when, when they say words like nationalists and stuff, they, there's just specific connotations that are behind the words that are even more emotional than literal in a lot of cases. Hmm. And I see that with a lot of language today being used too. It's not necessarily what the words people are using are because they'll use words um, that don't, um, they're not using it's like classical kind of sense, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because they have more emotional connotations. So when they say nationalist, so if you just say like, yeah, I'm a patriot. And if you say, yeah, I'm a nationalist, people are already going to start identifying you as some white na nationalist mm. who wants to overthrow and turn everything into a theocracy. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's how words are used. So we want to be careful about the way words are being used in culture and then um, be sure we don't give the wrong impression if, if that's the route you want to take. But yeah, um, that's good. Let yeah. me to discuss this recent rise of Christian nationalism is Amanda Tyler the executive director of the Baptist Joint Committee for Religious Liberty, and the lead organizer of Christians Against Christian Nationalism. Amanda, explain why, as a person Christians of faith, Christian you feel a need to warn yeah. your fellow Americans about Christian nationalism. Well, thanks, John, for having me on. I feel like this is so curated, like she's like in a church pew fan. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for covering this really vital topic, Christian nationalism is not Christianity. Christian nationalism is a political ideology and a cultural framework that tries to merge our identities as Americans and in Christians. And in the process, it threatens Americans' democracy, it distorts America's promise of religious freedom for all, and importantly to me and to thousands of other Christians, it distorts Christianity, sometimes beyond recognition. And that's because it takes Christianity's central message, which is a gospel of love, and turns it into a false idol of power. It confuses our allegiances to God and replaces it with an ultimate allegiance to country. We've seen the rise of Christian nationalism at different periods in our history, including in the 1950s around the Cold War, where we saw uh, ex increasingly uh, evidence of Christianity in government uh, speech, such as in God We Trust or adding under God to the Pledge of Allegiance. So this isn't the first time that we've had efforts to push privileging of Christianity over other faiths. In recent years, we saw former President Trump really Anyway, I don't care to talk about Trump. So, uh, what do you guys think? Fake news? This is is, is there some sauce on this? It's or... hard to say, man, because like there's a lot of stuff that like, and so this is why I try to verify mm -hmm. much because like even um, 
the, even Christian sources sometimes. Like when I was doing a, like doing a lot of videos, when I was doing like a video every day, mm -hmm. I'd be reading these sources, and the Christian sources would be misleading sometimes. Mm. You know what I mean? And that was very disappointing to me because I'm like, if anybody should have integrity when it comes to these issues, it should be Christians. But pushing these these agendas and stuff like that makes it hard to trust stuff. So I, I usually whenever I hear something. I don't take it at face value anymore. Like, I mean, I'll, I mean, depending on how important it is, of course, you know, or how much I care, but I'm going to try to look in to like verify the facts. Cause I bet you there's some stuff that's missing here, but I've been shocked before. I mean, mm -hmm. there's some wild stances from that Christians take on some stuff. I think the most problematic part is the white men part, Yeah. right? Like sovereignly. Well, there's a men. lot of it. Like yeah. the Christians even trying to turn everything into a theocracy and have dominion over people yeah. and stuff like this. Well, like, so, no, because, here's why I'm not as offended by that, because I think there's two camps that actually hold the dominion theology mm -hmm. and they're, they couldn't be more polar opposite except on this. Right. It's the Jeff Durbin's Apologia, mm -hmm. uh, Chan, Apologia Studios, um, uh, Dr. James White, Oh, what is the other guy's name? There's another guy in that circle. Um, and they do a lot of like post-millennial preterist mm -hmm. teaching where they believe revelation has already happened and massive revival is going to break out and yada, yada, yada. Doug Wilson, right? Mm -hmm. Just like these Calvinist folks all the way on one end of the spectrum. Yeah. And then the other folks is like the Bethel Hillsong. Like they yeah. couldn't be polar opposite yeah, on yeah. everything Which else. But they both hold this dominion seven mountain theology, right? Yeah. Have dominion over these. So I'm not mad at like wanting to influence government, wanting to influence education. Oh, yeah. wanting influence to influence is media. different though. Than, I mean, I think about like give the Caesar what Caesar's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think we still should be the salt and light in the earth, right? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So we still should have some influence in culture because we want to preserve the good. That's what the salt yeah. was done in that, that time. Preserve the good. Yes. You know what I mean? And then be a light to help shine and, and be able to guide people. Amen. Yeah. And then I would say being, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a patriot. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, yeah. man, bro, especially as an immigrant, yeah. like, you know, I, I would, I understand if you're Native American, I understand if you're black and your family came over and they didn't really have a choice or whatever, right? That's in your mm -hmm. lineage, you're a descendant of a slave. But as an immigrant yeah. that came from the Soviet Union right before it collapsed, yeah. bro, I'm ecstatic to be an American. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. I love being an American. Yeah. I love that I have my passport. Yeah. Like, so too, I am yeah. extremely happy to be an American. However, that doesn't mean that you, I think the, the the best Americans have critique and, and say, hey, we could do better in these areas. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there's danger in people swallowing everything whole all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like you figure like if, if you look at the church, I, and I remember hearing this, I think from, I think it might've been Tim Keller or somebody, but um, basically like the point is this, is like you have like these issues that are biblical, right? Mm. So you have issues. So say you take four issues like um, abortion is mm. wrong, mm -hmm. um, same sex, our marriage, our marriage should only be between a man and a woman for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. uh, we should be, we should care about the poor and the marginalized mm -hmm. and we should be against racism. Now you have these four issues that are all biblical, mm -hmm. right? But you have certain people like um, certain, this is where I think the problem with the politics and stuff mm -hmm. kicks in because it cuts through and tries to force you to be quiet about two of them mm -hmm. and vocal about the other two. That's good. You see what I mean? And I think that's where a problem becomes. This is when politics become a sword and a wedge in between you just biblical stuff. Yes. Because people are going to disrespect two of them, push the other two. Yep. And depending on if you're in Alabama or New York, you know what I mean? And yeah. so different places. So yeah. that's why I think there's a problem is we've lost focus on actually the gospel. So there is some mm -hmm. truth to what they were saying in that sense. Mm -hmm. But it's bad when you're swallowing everything whole and you're taking a political party or saying, you know what I mean? Um, you can't see any problems in America or in, in stuff like this like that that's when I think you you've um, you're not taking in enough information and not really actually listening to other people you yeah. just want to dismiss them yeah and I would say this is where in my opinion 
I think some folks from the hyper-conservative side, hyper-conservative, just conservatives, I think do themselves a disservice by not addressing more specifically the caring for the, for the poor, more specifically uh, how do we uh, create a society that isn't racist or yeah. doesn't have any right. And so I think when you hear like someone like a Matt Walsh, who I am 100% with on issues like abortion and yeah. issues like, the, you know, his what is a woman. And then when you hear him speak about racism, he's consistently trying to undermine yeah. um uh, black conservatives yeah. on how different chattel slavery really was, yeah, you yeah, know, and it's yeah, like, bro, yeah. this you you sound like a goober, like, and yeah. then you see, I watched um, the Jim Crow documentary. No, was it Jim? No, it was, it was Uncle Tom, the Uncle Tom okay, documentary. Yeah, uh-huh. And in the Uncle Tom documentary, all these black conservatives are like, yeah, no, nah, conservative party, Republicans don't really care to have us in here. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and I'm like, there yeah, it is. Like, yeah. if you wonder why you're not making more head ground, more more ground with people that are not just, you know, already on where I am ideologically yeah. in terms of conservative Christian, there it is. And so I wish that there was more of that, what you described. Yeah. And it's not that I think everybody who's a Republican or conservative doesn't care about homeless yeah, people yeah. and doesn't care about um, racism. It's just, I think sometimes it's not clearly communicated. 100%. And Wait, it, because the, oh, I was just going to say, because the nuance, like people don't like to engage in nuance there because it's easier if you can say, there's no, you know what I mean? Um, there, there's no problem here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or all the the left is all... Um, these people who just want to kill babies. And then the right is all these people who are just these racist um, old white guys who mm-hmm. want to take over everything, you know? And so, like, that's the problem is people can't engage nuance because really, I mean, a lot of times the better that I learn subjects and the more I actually listen to mm-hmm. other people, the more I realize that there is nuance with some stuff that, mm-hmm. that gets, com- I mean, completely dismissed. In fact, if you engage nuance, those can call you either a white supremacist or woke, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. Because and yep. because people are very binary and and. Um, a lot of people, a lot of times people aren't either, either like they will or whatever. They don't want to take in any kind of nuance and actually really engage with the conversation. It's easier if you can just dismiss everything in one simple category. Yeah. 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 Somebody said conservative in the view of scripture or public policy, both, both, but not, I'm not a conservative on all issues. I think there are certain things, certain issues we need to make progress on. I think health insurance due to your story, right? When yeah. you talked about, you know, you had a necessary procedure to get yeah. your hearing back. Yeah. Uh, there needs to be some reforms and progress made in healthcare. That doesn't mean I'm for Medicaid for all or Medicare for yeah. all, but I think you could be sober and say, "Wait a minute, let's let's slow down, let's slow down, yeah. and let's say there's an institution that's completely uh, corrupt in yeah. many ways. Yes. And how can we improve this and make this? That doesn't mean I'm for universal healthcare. If we're talking about education, is another one. Like education, yeah. I think is a big. So I am progressive on specific issues, but I wouldn't identify as a progressive. All right. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's,